Welcome to another episode of the Music and Vibes Podcast. I'm your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. Guys, we did it. Can you believe it? We actually made it through the year 2020. And here we are in 2021. Now, I'm just going to say that I'm super excited to be here with you guys. And I'm looking forward to see what this year has in store for us. Now, I know things aren't magically going to change overnight. But just knowing it's another year... Um, there's a chance that things are getting better. I can see things getting better. And it's not just like in personal life, but like in the world, I just think things are getting better because last year I think was our low point. And I'm not saying things can't go any lower because they could, but I'm just saying things last year was our low point. And usually after a low point, there's a high point. So I'm looking forward to a high point. Now I'm not going to fool myself into saying this is going to be the best year ever. No. I'm not going to say that. I'm going to be realistic. But what I am going to say is I think that maybe this year we can have more happy moments, more positive moments, more good moments than bad moments. Okay, that's all I'm going to say about the year. Not trying to jinx this or anything. But yes, we are here in 2021, day six of 2021. Super, super excited. Now, as usual, I did not make any New Year's resolutions because I don't believe that they work for me. They might work for other people, but they don't work for me. Because here's how my New Year's resolutions always go. I make this great list of what I want to do to change. Um, usually it's like a life goal or something I want to do. And for the first three months, I am good. I go strong. I make it happen. But after the first, after those first three months, so something always comes up and I stop. So I realize that with me, New Year's resolutions don't work. And so what I do is just lifestyle changes. So if there's anything I want to change about myself, I don't wait till the new year. I just gradually incorporate it into a lifestyle. Because when I have it in my lifestyle or things that I do, then it's just what I do instead of making this huge promise to myself. So I have added some lifestyle changes, but like eating healthier. But I've been doing that. I'm just trying to get better by eliminating sweets completely and stuff. But it's something I'm working on and implementing gradually. And I'm not going to come out with this big, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. No, no resolutions for me this year. I'm just going to do lifestyle changes and work on incorporating them into my lifestyle. So I won't even have to think about it. And they'll just be there and just be what I do. Now this year, I am excited to say I was actually awake to bring in the year 2021. Now, if you are a longtime listener of the podcast, you know I do not stay awake for the new year. Not that I want to. It's like I'm just always so tired. I go to sleep. And so last year, um, well, the year before last, when I was bringing in 2020, we had our our traditional um, New Year's Eve party. And I don't even know if I should call it a New Year's Eve party, but it's just me and my kids. We're sitting at the house, usually... Either we make a dish we decide to make together for the party, or they order pizza, and you know how you get the sparkling grape juice or whatever, and the hats and stuff, so we get all the decorations, we sit down, we watch movies, we talk, and then we stay awake to the New Year's. Now, typically, we watch movies, they talk, or they try to keep me awake until 12, and then as soon as 12 o'clock comes, I'm exhausted, and I just go right back to sleep, because usually I'm asleep, and they wake me up. 
like at 11.58, and then I go back to sleep as soon as we say, Happy New Year! But this year was different. I actually stayed awake. Yeah. It was actually kind of fun, because we got, I ordered the kids pizza for them, and we watched Hamilton. Guys, I love that musical. I don't know why. We have seen it, like, four or five times, and that's one thing we all can agree on that we love. So the kids watch it, I watch it. So for New Year's Eve, we sat down, we watched Hamilton, and then after we watched Hamilton, we watched, I think, a baking show and some other stuff, but I was awake. I wasn't even tired, and I had been up since five that morning, and I was not sleepy. I didn't take a nap. I was not tired at all, so we stayed up until 12 o'clock. We bought in the New Year. Then after that, we were like, literally dancing in the house, listening to YouTube, watching YouTube videos and dancing and stuff. It was crazy. We didn't go to sleep until like 3 o'clock. And so we went to sleep at 3 o'clock. We woke up pretty early. Well, we slept for maybe 3, 4 hours. But then all day, New Year's, we kind of napped a little bit. And the next day, and the next day. So we stayed up until like 3, but we did not... Um, get back to our normal selves until like three days later. So I guess maybe staying up all night for me is not something I should be doing on a regular basis because it takes me days to recuperate. And it took the kids days to recuperate. So yeah, that's what I did. But it was fun. I enjoyed it. And I love spending time with my kids. So we had fun. And they started school again this week. So things are kind of getting back to normal. However, this year I loved where they're doing school. They're doing it where the teachers actually... Now, before, they did have live sessions and stuff. But now they have live sessions every single day. The teacher is virtually in front of them every day. They have to have all their cameras and stuff on. It's amazing. So, yeah, I'm excited. I'm pumped. I just can't wait to see what 2021 has in store. And even what we're going to do. And I know that you have things you want to do, goals you want to reach. And I want to tell you... This is the time to do it. Not like this is just a better time, but I just think at the beginning of the year, this like this whole feeling of excitement, like it's all so new, and there's so much you can do. So I want you to take an take this opportunity, take this momentum, and make sure that this year you do something you really, really want to do, something you've been dreaming about, thinking about doing. And if you don't complete it, at least start it. So let this be your starting year. Start it. And then see how much you can accomplish throughout the year. Because anything in life is a journey. You're not just going to wake up one morning and it happens. There has to be a starting point. There's a process. There's a middle point. And then there's a point where you can say, oh, I reached a goal. So no matter what it is, whether it's eating healthier, exercise, learning how to do something, starting a business, a new career, going back to school, whatever. Oh, cooking, whatever it is you want to do. Start it. So let today be the day that you actually start. All right. So what we're going to do is, I have told you about the Twitch after shows that I'm going to start doing. I plan to start doing those within the next few weeks. So if you have any topic you want to talk to me about, please, please, please just message me on Facebook. Tell me what you want to talk about, and we will make that part of our Twitch after show. Okay? You can do that for me? All right, so here's what I want you to do. I know that no matter what you're doing, you can still listen to me and go to the Facebook page. So I want you to go right now to Music and Vibes Podcast Facebook page. 
message me and tell me something you want us to talk about on the Twitch after show and we will discuss it. Or if you have a podcast idea, hey, let me know and I promise you I will discuss it just for you and then I'll probably give you a shout out or whatever. So let me know what you want to do. This is your show as much as it is mine and we'll talk about it and we'll discuss it. Can't wait to hear what you want to talk about and I promise you we'll do what you want to talk about either in a podcast or an after show. So hit me up with your ideas and I can't wait to hear from you. podcast we are going to talk about ways to show your spouse that we actually believe in them now notice i said we because i'm talking to myself as well as i'm talking to you now i can't think of a better way to start the year off than to let our significant others know that we believe the best of them we want the best for them and we believe in them now before we begin talking about how we can show our partners that we believe in them or believe the best about them, I think we should first discuss what it means to believe the best about your spouse. Now, all of us have had moments or been in situations where we have jumped to a negative conclusion or assumption about our spouse, only to find out that our quick assumption was not true. Am I the only one? Okay, yeah, I didn't think so. We all have been there. Now, I remember when my husband and I first got married, I would get upset with him if I was trying to talk to him and it seemed like he wasn't listening, or if it seemed like he wasn't paying attention to what I was saying, or if I just thought he was ignoring me. Now, I would really take it personally, and I would get angry, because I felt like my husband was either mad at me, or I felt like he wasn't respecting me because he wasn't listening to what I was saying or giving me the silent treatment. I had all kind of thoughts and things, like, why isn't he talking to me? Why are you so quiet? This, that, and the other. You know, I was making all kind of assumptions about why he wasn't responding and let's just get this clear it's not like he was just ignoring me like i'm trying to talk and he turned his back and not listening it was nothing like that you know how sometimes you can just tell people are preoccupied or you have to repeat things like three times like hey hey are you paying attention it was something like that so i used to get so upset when this happened and frustrated so i would be thinking all kind of things and it was just annoying. So after we had been married for some time and after some conversations about these incidents, because, you know, like if you're frustrated and upset and you jump to a false conclusion, it usually turns out into an argument. And if this keeps happening, it becomes a cycle. So one day, my husband was like, listen, I'm not mad. I'm paying attention. He was just like, I just have a lot of things on my mind. I need to just have some time to think it out. So then I realized that when he was ignoring that, when he wasn't paying attention, it's not like he was mad at me and he wasn't ignoring me. He was just stressed and he had a lot on his mind and was on, on he was really unable to focus on what I was saying to him at that time. And usually after I, he had some time to himself or focus and give him, you know, have a chance to talk to himself and think and get his thoughts in order, then he usually would come back to me and talk to me about what was going on. But I didn't know this. And so he had to bring this to my attention. And then I realized that here I am jumping to conclusions and thinking the worst about him when the poor guy was just stressed, needed some time by himself so that he could come and tell me what was going on later. You know, and it's just like I felt bad because instead of being there for him 
at that time and just giving him the space that he needs. Because believe it or not, sometimes being there for people means giving them the space they need to think or to do self-assessment or whatever it is they need to do by themselves. Giving them that time and that space is a way of being there for them. But I didn't know it. And I'm a talkative person. I talk about everything. There are times I do need to be alone to think. But for the most part, like if I'm mad, I talk. If I'm frustrated, I talk. Talking is just a way for me to release my feelings and get things out in the open. But everyone's not like that. And it took me a while to realize that my husband's not like that. If he is stressed about something, he's not going to really say anything until he has time to think about it. And then he'll come back and talk. But he's not going to just throw ideas off or just talk like that. Where I would just talk and complain and vent. He's not going to do that. So I learned in that situation that I was jumping to conclusions falsely. He was paying attention, but he just needed some time. And I realized that he's not a venter like I am and that we are different. So me jumping to conclusions caused a whole bunch of arguments, which could have been avoided if I had just chose to believe the best about my husband and let things go. But I did not. So we're talking about it because I want us to start this year off right. I want us to give our spouses the benefit of the doubt and believe the best about them. So here's why it's important to believe the best about your spouse. Did you know that choosing to believe the best about your spouse gives them freedom to be authentic and know that they are accepted by you, loved by you, and importantly, trusted by you? When you believe the best about your spouse, you are more accepting of who they are, which enables you both to grow and mature in your relationship and in your marriage. Believing the best about your spouse enables and encourages your spouse to become the best version of themselves that they can become. You know why? Because they know that you have unconditional love and support for them. One of my favorite quotes is a quote that goes something like this, and I don't know who said it, but here it is. It says, People will rise to the level of your expectations. Now, when I first heard this quote, I just thought that it meant like, oh, so if I expect people to be this, then they're going to rise to what I expect them to be. And that is what I thought for the longest. But then one day I was just reading it. I saw the quote again and it hit me in a different way. I was like, oh my goodness. So I got a new meaning from it when I heard it the second time. So here's what it is. I think that when it says people will rise to the level of your expectation, it has nothing to do with a person knowing, oh, they expect more of me, so I'm going to make sure I do more because that's what they expect. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with our perception. So if I don't expect you to be successful or anything, then I am not going to do anything to help you. I'm not going to encourage you. And anything you do, I'm just going to view as, oh, you're a failure. I can't expect you to do anything. You're just unable to do it. Why? Not because there's a problem with you, but because my expectations of you and for you are low. And because they're low, no matter what you do, you're never going to rise to the level of my expectation because the bar is set really low. Or if the bar is set too high, anything that your spouse will try to do, and they could be doing the right things, but you'll never notice it because in your mind, you want them up at 29 and it's not logical, it's not realistic. And so when they give you like a 20 or a 10, you're going to be like, oh, it's a failure because they didn't do that. You have something specific. So if they don't rise to that level, then you're going to think that's a failure. So your perception of them is not going to be good. Why? Because you are not expecting them to be who they are. So for me, this is just saying that 
people will rise to what we expect them to be. So if I expect my husband to just be who he is, and if I believe the best about him and think, oh, he's a good person, he's loving, he's kind, and believe the best about him, then he will rise to the level of that expectation because that's what I think about him. That's my perception of him. So how we view people is important because based on how we view them, they will be at that level or they will be under. So our perception determines how we think about people. And you don't want to be in a marriage where you think he's a scumbag or she's a jerk or they're lazy or whatever. Who wants to be in that type of relationship? But many people are in that type of relationship. And let me just point out, it's not because that's who their spouse is. It's just because that's who they think their spouse is. And because they don't know who their spouse is, because they're always looking for negative things and believing the worst about them, they have a horrible partner. And their partner's not horrible. It's because their expectation of their partner is horrible. It's because their perception of their partner is horrible. So that is why they're in a horrible relationship. Think about this. There are a lot of people who are in bad marriages, not because the marriage is bad, but because their perception of their marriage is bad. Sometimes we have a habit of comparing our relationships or our spouse to other people. And when you compare them to other people, then of course you're going to feel bad because you're like, oh, well, it looks like they're so happy and this is what they're doing. And if you compare your spouse or your relationship to someone else's, then you are setting yourself up for a failure and unhappiness. Because just because your relationship is not mirroring someone else's doesn't mean that you can't be happy in your relationship and that you don't have a good partner because you probably do, but they can never be the person you're trying to compare them to. And the funny thing is the person you're comparing them to, you're just comparing them to that person because that's what you see on a temporary basis when you see that person. You don't know who they are for real. You don't know what happens behind closed doors. This is just what you see. And God forbid if you're going off of social media, that's even 10 times worse because we all know on social media, people put their best foot forward or they put out the perception of what you want of what they want you to think their relationship or life is like when it may not even be that way. So if you feel that you are in a bad marriage or a bad relationship, and this is, let's give a disclaimer. This is not for people who are actually in bad situations. This is for people who, because of their perception, feel that they're in a bad situation when they may not really be in a bad situation. So, since our beliefs and perceptions determine how we see our spouse, what can we do about this? Well, the first thing we need to do is change our perception about them. And then we need to show them that we believe in them. So in order for you to see your spouse differently, you need to first change your negative view of them and change how you see them. In other words, you need to first be intentional about the way you think about them. So if you have a habit of thinking negative things about your spouse, let's say they're late one day and you're just like, oh crap, they're always late. Stop it and just say, oh, they'll get here eventually. Let it go. People are not always on time, but that doesn't make them a bad person. It just means that they're not on time. So reframe how you think about them. Instead of always putting a negative in front of it, throw a positive spin on it. Think of something positive about them. There are many positive things. So if you're in a bad mood and you feel like your spouse is getting on your nerves, think of five positive things about them that you love, okay? So if you're in a bad mood, you can say something like, oh, they helped me with dishes. They help me with the kids. 
they work, they help provide, they do this, they do that. Once you start thinking of positive things about your spouse, then that will help you to change your negative view about them because you can't think negatively about someone who you are talking positively about. So be intentional about what you think about your spouse. Another thing you could do is take time out if you are in the midst of a negative thought or a heated argument and regroup. Sometimes we encourage our negative thoughts and perceptions because of our emotions. So if we learn how to get control of our emotions, we can change how we view things. We can change what we say. We can change what we do. Why? Because we are taking charge of what we can do. Now, we can't control other people, but we can definitely control ourselves. So by taking time to regroup and taking the time out from a heated argument, we are regrouping. We're taking control and charge of ourselves so that we can come back to the situation to really find out what the real issue is. And at that point, we can begin to think differently about our spouse because what they're doing is not the problem. It's what they're feeling, and we need to find out what's going on that's the problem because they are not the problem. The problem is the situation. So we need to attack that situation together but not attack your spouse. So take some time out if you're in the midst of a heated argument and just regroup. You can enhance your friendship with your spouse and practice thinking about them in a positive way. Now, none of us are friends with anybody who we think about in a negative way or dislike. So if you go about enhancing your friendship, now, of course, you are married. Don't, let, don't think I'm saying make your husband demote them to a friend or demote your wife to a friend. I'm not saying friend them or what do they call that term? Um... I'm not saying do that, okay? What I'm saying is, remember that you guys are still married, but you need to still be friends with the person that you're married to. Does that make sense? And then you can think about them and practice thinking about them in a positive way. Now, sometimes we have to practice things. You can't just do it alone. Even singers or people who are in the Olympics, they practice first. So practice thinking about them in a positive way. Even if you have to take like five minutes every day to say, what do I love about my husband? Or write it down in the journal. Or what do I like to love about my wife? And write it down. Whatever it is you have to do to practice thinking about them or reframing your view of your partner, then go ahead and do that. Learn how to fight fair. Learning how to fight fair does not mean y'all get in a boxing ring and go at it. No, learning how to fight fair means that you learn how to navigate through disagreements in a fair way where no one is being accused, where you're not attacking a person's character, you're not accusing people of anything, you are not minimalizing their feelings, where you are acknowledging their feelings, where you guys are talking about a situation and attacking the problem and not each other, and where you're not getting personal because most of the time it's not personal. It's just that this is how people are feeling, and they're feeling this way because of a certain reason, and it can lots of times have nothing to do with you. So learn how to fight better. And if you need help on that, just check out my podcast list. There is a, I think I did it last year or something, but there, I think I did do it last year. There is an episode called How to Fight Fair. So if you need some help with that, go check that episode out on How to Fight Fair. And you will begin to see what you need to do. And finally, give your partner the benefit of the doubt. Because we jump to conclusions, and so many times, we don't give people the leeway we give ourselves. So start to give your spouse the leeway you would give yourself. Start to give them the benefit of the doubt. Now, these are just a few ways you begin to change the way you think about your spouse. 
So if you can start doing these, you can actually begin to change how you think about them. Now, once you change your perception of them, then you can show your spouse that you believe in them. And here are just a few ways you can show your spouse that you believe in them. First of all, give compliments. Yes, give compliments. There is no better way to show your spouse that they are appreciated than by acknowledging what they've done, acknowledging them, and encouraging them. And you can only encourage people when you verbally say it. So give them compliments. Even if it's not something you do on a regular basis, try to give a compliment once a day, twice a day, and then eventually it will become a habit. Continually give compliments. Let them know they're appreciated. Even if you need to jot this down. Now, I'm, I'm thinking about this and I'm telling you this because sometimes I don't always give compliments the way I should. So if you have a calendar of things you need to do for the day, write down, give compliment so that it can be on your schedule so it's something you can do. And I plan on doing that starting that next week. This week, let's start doing that today, okay? So I'm going to start doing that and I want you to do that as well to see how that works out. Oh, here's a good one. Give compliments in front of people because do you know that we have an easy time. It's easy to talk to people about how annoyed we are with our spouse or complain about them. But when you do this, you paint a negative picture of your spouse when you vent about their faults constantly. So if you're always telling your friends and family about the negative things your husband or your wife is doing, you are helping to create a negative picture about them to your friends and family, which is problematic. So stop doing that if you're doing it and start to give compliments in front of people. Because if you're constantly telling all the good things about your spouse, you are more likely to give a realistic representation of him or her. Because think about it, when you think about all the negative stuff, it's only because that's your perception. And your perception may not be right because our perception can change of people, whether we're in a good mood, a bad mood, or what it is. Our perception determines our reality. So if you are realistic and point out the good qualities in them, it's more realistic that the that person that you're painting when you're talking about the positive things is more likely your spouse than this demon of a person that you're creating with all of the negativity that you constantly tell people and tell yourself. Be interested in what your spouse is doing. Talk to them about their experience. Just enjoy spending time with them. Be on the same team. Work together. Now, I am a basketball fan, and I have never seen any basketball team win if they're fighting against each other. They can never win. So it's important, if you guys want to win in marriage, you need to be on the same team. And make sure that what you what he says, you say. Or what she says, you say. Be on the same team. Now, you can disagree about certain things later on, but never, ever, ever disagree in front of people. You go together, you talk about it, work it out. But when you are a team, you need to show a united front at all times. So be on the same team. Another thing you can do to let your spouse know that you believe the best in them is to ask their opinion. And when you ask their opinion, let me just say, listen to what they say, okay? Because when you listen to what they say, you're letting them know, I trust you. I trust your opinion. And I feel like I can listen to what you're saying. Now, if you ask their opinion and then you don't take their advice, you're telling them, I don't trust you. You're not worthy for me. Well, you're pretty much just saying, I don't trust you. I can't trust you. Your opinion is not valid. I don't respect what you're saying. So if you ask their opinion, then listen to the advice that they give you because then you're letting them know 
that you do believe the best in them and that you trust them. Listen to them. Now, I know people say, I listen all the time. No, you don't, because I don't even listen all the time. Listening requires you to put down your cell phones, ask them about their day, and just be engaged with their saying. Answer them, ask questions, be interested, listen to what they're telling you, and respond accordingly and appropriately. So listen to your spouse. Give your spouse the benefit of the doubt. Now it's easy for us to always think the worst when our expectations aren't met, but when our spouse fails to follow through on a promise, we have a choice. We can either assume the worst and accuse them of not caring, or we can give them the benefit of the doubt and that and assume that their intentions were not to hurt us. Because that's mostly true most of the time. Now, unless there's a situation and your spouse is just really hateful, 99% of the time when our spouse does not meet our expectations and they let us down, it has nothing to do with the fact that they woke up and said, hey, let me find a creative way to hurt my spouse today. Usually it's not like that. And if you are in that type of relationship where it is like that, you need to get out. But most of the time, it's not like that. And it's just like they're human. They made a mistake. They didn't get to do what they said they were going to do. But it's not because they intended to hurt us. It's because they're human and they're not perfect. And they just made a mistake. Or they just didn't have time to do it. Have you ever been in a situation where you promised to do something and you weren't able to do it? It wasn't because you wanted to hurt the person. Sometimes we just put too much on our plate. Now, here's an example. I remember when I was a kid, I used to see a whole bunch of food, and I'd be like, oh, I want that, I want that, I want that, and I used to get a whole bunch of food, fill my plate up, and then, of course, I couldn't eat all of it, so I would waste a whole bunch of food. The point is, sometimes your spouse may be the type of person who'll say yes to everything, and they'll put a whole bunch of stuff on their plate, and they're not, there's not enough time in the day for them to get it done, so things that are on their plate they can't quote-unquote eat or they can't get done. So it could be something like that. Just believe the best, give them the benefit of the doubt, and realize that they didn't get it done even if they promised. It wasn't meant to hurt you or piss you off. They just couldn't get it done. And believe the best about them. And know that their intentions were good. Because most of us have good hearts and we just can't do everything. So believe the best about them. Give them the benefit of the doubt. Tug them who they're becoming. So what we should do is see the potential in our spouse because sometimes they can't see the potential in them. I think it's amazing that sometimes we can look at people and see the good qualities in them and see all their potential and they just can't see it. So tell them who they're becoming. Tell them, oh, I like how you're doing this and oh, you're becoming such a wonderful person and you're becoming this and that and I can see you doing so many wonderful things. Just encourage them, positive support, encouragement and let them know who they're becoming. Trust their decisions. Do not second-guess them. Do not criticize their decision. But trust that your spouse has the ability to do what they need to do. Because if not, why would you marry somebody who you cannot trust? So trust their decisions. Know that they are making good decisions. And work together to make important decisions if you feel as if... Well, actually, you know what? Don't do anything. Trust their decision. Work together on decision making so that you guys are a team. You're working together and trust their decision. That's all. Just trust them. Do not criticize. Don't second guess. Trust them. And finally, I know everyone who listened is not a Christian and that is fine. But I'm just going to tell you about this and you can either choose to do it or not do it. I remember 
there was a time when my husband and I were going through a difficult time or whatever, and I was annoyed at him, frustrated. I was not believing the best about him. And someone was like, Kiana, just pray for him. And I was like, why? And they're like, Kiana, because it's hard to be mad at a person that you're praying for. And I was like, oh, it makes sense. And then prayer helps you in your marriage. Now, if you want to know more about that, I do have an episode called Spirituality in Your Marriage. So you can go listen to that and see how praying for someone can help in your marriage. But if you want to believe the best about your spouse, pray for them. When you see that there are situations and areas in their life that you think they could do better, don't talk to them about it. Talk to God about it. Pray about it. And still continue to love them and believe the best in them. Because when we start to ask God to help them and to bless them, He can do amazing things that we could never do. God can do... He can handle situations that we have been arguing about for years. He can take care of a lot of things that we cannot do on our own. But He can help us with all of these things. He can even prevent situations from occurring. So pray for them. And by doing that, you will be able to believe the best in your spouse. And if you do not believe in prayer, that is perfectly fine. You can choose to do this or not. I just think that when it comes to marriage, it's a very hard thing. And in order to have the best marriage possible, and if you want to be a person who want to be married for 20, 30 plus years, or until like the vows, till death do us part, then I do think that if there's anything that can help you, that there's something that I need to tell you about it so you can choose to try it or not. And prayer is something I know that has worked for me. It's worked for other people. So this may be something you want to try. And don't feel like you have to be a Christian to pray. You do not. Don't feel as if because you haven't gone to church or you don't have a religion that God won't listen to you because that's not true. He will. So you can pray for them. And this can also help in so many ways with your marriage. Now, if you begin to do these things, then You can start this year off by letting your spouse know that you not only believe in them, but that you believe the best about them. The song we're going to listen to today is called Wish You Were Here. And the reason I wanted to do that, let you guys hear this song is because it's about a woman who's grieving the loss of her spouse. We are all so blessed because the majority of us still have our partners here with us. And because we have them here with us, let us let them know now while they are alive how much we love them, how much we appreciate them, how much we believe the best about them and believe in them so that they will know how much they're appreciated. The woman in the song, she would probably give anything to have an opportunity to let her spouse know how much she believes in him. But she's unable to do that because he's passed away. But we are blessed and we are lucky and we have an opportunity every day to show our spouse how much we appreciate them. So let's take this year, starting today, to let our spouse know throughout the year how much they're appreciated. So here's the song, I Wish You Were Here. Never thought that I'd be standing here without you standing next to me. Many things would have done said because we had eternity. But now you're gone and I'm still here. It's hard to hold back the tears. Your life ended so suddenly. It's hard to believe. We'll never take that trip to Canada. We'll never see the rising of the sun. We'll never walk together hand in hand. I miss you. You'll never know where kids grow up to be. You'll never sit on a porch swing with me. We'll never have our heavenly ever after. 
I would like to thank our sponsor, BetterHelp, for their continued support of the Music and Vibes podcast. Now, BetterHelp is a counseling that you can get online. And I love, I love, love BetterHelp because BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, they have counselors who are licensed that can help you with any situation that you're going through. They have different expertise that may not be in your area that you can still get these expertise because they're online. And the thing I love is that they are worldwide. They're not in one local um, region. They're not just in the United States. So if you're listening to me in Kenya, you can still get help from BetterHelp. If you are listening in Asia, you can still get help from BetterHelp. If you are in Europe or the UK, you can get help from BetterHelp. And BetterHelp is an online professional counseling service. So you can get help from them. All you have to do is go sign up, create an account, and then you can talk to a counselor within 24 to 48 hours. You can schedule any type of meeting you'd like. So it could be FaceTime, or it can be on Zoom, it could be Skype, or what you can do is also schedule meetings by phone. 
they are accessible. You can text them however you need to get in contact with them. And this is important because self-care is something that we all need to do. And you do not have to necessarily have a huge problem before you talk to a counselor. Did you know that counselors can help you navigate through life? They can help you navigate difficult situations that you that you see if there's something in yourself that you want to do better or be a better version of yourself but realize that there are some things holding you back a counselor can help with that you don't always have to be in a crisis before you can see a counselor so better help is here they can help you whether you need marriage counseling or if you need individual counseling whatever it is you want to do they can help you so make sure that you go give better help a look and go check it out now we have a promo code so if you go to BetterHelp and you sign up for their counseling services then you can get 10% off for the first month and let me just tell you it is really affordable they even have a scholarship program where you can possibly get counseling at a discounted rate and they have financial aid as well in case you're going through a difficult time financially see BetterHelp wants you to be the best version of yourself just like I want you guys to be the best version of yourself so they're willing to do what they can to help you so go ahead give them a try go to better help and i have the link in the show notes i also have a promo code which i just told you about if you use my promo code music and vibes then you will get 10 percent off for the first month and even if you don't think you can afford it go ahead check it out you probably can because like i said they have scholarship and they have financial aid and it is so much more affordable than traditional counseling so go give it a try because i want you to be the best i want you to start 2021 out with you being the best that you can do i also want to encourage you guys to share our podcast i know you're loving it i love hanging out with you guys so share the podcast with your friends and your family members and also subscribe to the podcast because this year is going to be a whirlwind i've been planning so many things and we're going to get it done this year so go ahead subscribe and share to the share your podcast with your friends and i'm going to be talking about our twitch after show in a couple of weeks and i'm just going to tell you more about it but we're going to be working on that and with twitch i picked that platform because you can really talk to me you can type it in you can do whatever you need to do but we there's a chat while i'm talking you can ask me questions so we're going to get that started so go ahead and do that Next week, we have a special guest, and yes, for the first time ever on the show, we are going to have a guest, and he is going to be here to talk about an app that he has that can help you with self-care, so we are excited for that. He's an awesome person, awesome guest. His name is Colum, and he has this app called Foster, Shape and Foster, so go ahead, listen to that, and we will talk to him next week. And he'll tell us more about Shape and Foster and how this can help us with self-care. Because this is our year. We're going to take care of ourselves. You know, we can't control what's happening in the world. But we can control our mental health and our well-being. So that is what we're going to do. Guys, my contact information is all in the show notes. Anywhere you want to contact me. Facebook, Instagram, however you want. Even Twitter. Yeah, however you want to do it. It's going to be in our show notes. So just take a look in the show notes and then contact me. All right, I think that's all we have to talk about. I've said a lot, but if there's anything you want to discuss, hit me up on one of my social media platforms and we will talk then. All right, well, until then, have an amazing day. I'll talk to you later and meet me here same time, same place next week 
where we will be talking to Callum about Shape and Foster and learning more about self-care. All right, until then, have a wonderful day and an awesome week. <laughs> Bye-bye. Cheated on